0: they want to be intentional they want to follow what their heart was calling them to do and so that's just kind of the main connection and then you build the relationships from there
1: welcome to the found podcast with molly knuth a podcast for women who are founding and getting found with their businesses online I'm your host, Molly Knuth, and my mission is to help women rewrite how we live and work on our own terms. We wanna grow families, impact others for the better, and be a positive force in our communities, but we also wanna have a fulfilling life, you know? In the past six years, I've gone from being a stay-at-home mom to a freelance social media marketer to a hashtag boss babe, managing client needs, talented team members, and my husband and four kiddos on our little farm here in Eastern Iowa. And what I've learned in that time is that it's not just about going full force or any one-size-fits-all strategy for a business owner. It takes you leaning into your unique gifts, intuition, and goals, and learning who you are as a person along the way to founding this business. So come along for lessons and stories from female founders growing and scaling their businesses through energetics, tried and true tactics, and high vibe personal growth. Be ready to get found. How are we at the end of the year, you guys? I cannot believe this is the first episode of December, but I'm also so excited because today's conversation is with my friend Brooke of Be Happy Designs. Now, you may know Brooke because of her signature crocheted slouch hats. They are the perfect accessory for this time of the year. They're stylish and you can wear them everywhere. Now, in addition to the beautiful hats that Brooke makes, she also has become known for her travel lifestyle. She, her husband, their 3 kids, and their pets travel across the United States. And this is really unique because as a product-based business, that brings in a whole bunch of logistical challenges. But back in 2018, Brooke had this calling on her heart for she and her family to live a simplified intentional lifestyle. And throughout today's conversation, You will hear that through and through from the stories of when she and her husband were living in Iowa and she was a physical therapist to when they were making the decision to sell everything and purchase their big rig and go on the road to knowing what she's going to sell in her product store. Brooke brings intention and alignment to everything that she does. And I know that I'm lit up and inspired by what she shared today, and I know you will be too. So without further ado, let's get into this episode about living intentionally with my friend, Brooke Happy. Well, welcome to the podcast, Brooke. I'm so excited to have you here today. Yes, thank you for having me. I have followed you for a long time. I am a huge fan of your hats, became a huge fan of your travel lifestyle. And then you and I were able to work together a little bit earlier this year. And I was like, okay, that's it. Brooke needs to be on the podcast because your story is so interesting. Your business is just booming and it's just embodies everything that this podcast is about. So I really appreciate you taking the time to join us here today. Thank you. So why don't I hand it over to you and let you do a little introduction to yourself. Go ahead and tell the listeners who you are, what it is that you do, and what makes you unique.
0: Yes, I'm Brooke Happy. I'm the owner of Be Happy, a lifestyle brand. Um, Initially started back in 2016 when I stepped away from my career as a doctor of physical therapy. I had three kids under the age of four. And just was trying to follow my heart, you know, that it's hard trying to be a medical professional um, and be, you know, I mean, motherhood in general is hard. And so I was just felt like my heart was calling me to stay home. So I stepped away from my career and had plans to continue, you know, to be a physical therapist once the kids got older, but I wanted to keep my hands strong. So I, as a lifelong learner, just decided to open up YouTube and teach myself to crochet bought a crochet hook and some yarn at the store and just started to make hats Um, and as I was kind of learning this skill I donated hats to Blank Children's Hospital in Des Moines where we were living at the time and it kind of you know I was loving this hobby it was keeping my hands strong Um, and during that time I was just really having a hard time transitioning from getting ready every day you know business professional to (laughs) taking care of the kids. Um, And so I was looking for something to kind of make me feel put together. And I crocheted a slouch hat, started wearing it around a preschool pickup and drop off and running errands and other moms in the area started asking where to buy it. And they kind of encouraged me just to do local markets. And um, so be happy kind of started then and it's grown. Um, I did local markets. And then we would, at the time when we started, we would donate a hat for every hat that was purchased. So just in my heart, social good and making an impact from a medical professional was always just, it was always in my heart. And so we donated a hat for every hat that was um, purchased. And in 2018, I fortunately just could not keep up. I was searching for another way to make an impact. And our son, um, who was three at the time, um, was hospitalized for nine days in the PICU. So he was in isolation. He had a virus that just went kind of straight to his lungs. And um, we found out that a lot of the toys that the child life specialist would bring into, like when he was getting his breathing treatments, he, you know, obviously, (laughs) trying to do that to a little kid is, is very difficult. And so they would bring in all these toys to help him be calm and just kind of keep him distracted and so I was talking to the child life specialist and she said a lot of our items are donated you know we don't have it's not budgeted to get these toys these videos these movies these puzzles and so I just felt like that was where we could make an impact you know my my kids just were so impacted by that both you know the hospitalization and um just with being able to visit their their brother so we started donating Mm -hmm. Back in 2018, um, a portion of the proceeds to donate wish list items when people would purchase hats, Um, and so that's kind of where it's it's evolved to. That scary situation as a mother um, kind of opened our eyes, and it was a busy season. I brought up the idea to um, my husband to sell everything and (laughs) and travel. Um, We had what we felt like was our dream home. We had you know what we what we always dreamt of, but we felt like we were just chasing our dreams and missing the journey in between. So we talked about it, and we decided to go for it. So in 2019, we sold everything. And three years later, we are still <laughs> traveling the US in a 41 foot fifth wheel, running my business, homeschooling the kids and just trying to soak in every moment um, that you know, this season has given us.
1: Oh my gosh, it brings tears <laughs> to my eyes to hear that story. I hope you can't see a um, but I'm just like, like our family has had a hospitalization too, also in 2018. So, very strange turn of events there. But as a mom and as a family, your life kind of gets split into like the before and the after. And I'm sure there's a lot of people who are listening who have events like that in their own lives and they can kind of empathize with that feeling. And it's like, it's a moment in time where you're like reevaluating everything. And in your case, I think it's like, what, what a trusting of yourself and what a partnership you and your husband have to say, this is this feeling that I have. And then for him to say, oh, cool. And I'm sure it was like, not as simple as I just made it sound, but like that you guys trusted that and then you've let it lead you to where you are now. I just think that is so brave and like, so adventurous and fun. I love it. It's so cool.
0: Yeah, you know, I think um, a lot of times, like in life, you just have to kind of, for me, it's, I never want to say what if, you know, I always would rather go for it. And then if things don't work out, like people were like, well, what about your house? And it, it, it's always been the people that are inside our home. And, and, you know, the memories we're creating, it's not the physical things. And so we just felt like, yeah, you know, we've we've built this house, and we it's been kind of what we've always dreamt of. But we can always come back, we can always find a different house if, if we don't like the travel lifestyle. Um, and we just never wanted to say, what if we would have sold everything? And little did we know, you know, six months later, the pandemic happened. And, you know, like life, it was, was turned upside down. And one of the things that kind of made us start traveling was my husband travels for work. So he's typically gone, you know, Monday through Friday, just has any time he's near an airport, he can work um, for business, and so he's always been remote even prior to the pandemic. And so for us, it was as long as we're near an airport, he can fly out. Life will be simpler, and you know, it was it was something that if the pandemic honestly wouldn't have happened, so he didn't travel for the two years for um, during the pandemic, and that was the longest time we have ever spent together as a family and here we had this like super simple life and we could continue to travel, you know, yes, there were some restrictions, um, but it was like, it was just kind of meant to be, you know, and we're so, so happy that we didn't say, Oh, let's just wait a year Um, because we would have been so upset at the, you know, the what if we would have traveled before the pandemic type of a situation. So,
1: And for everything that the pandemic, all the, all the, bad and the terrible that became of it. There are these moments that for a lot of people, it provided opportunities and mm-hmm. to your story, like it gave you guys that, oh my gosh, like you were right where you needed to be at that time. And what a blessing that your husband was able to stay with you during those two years. And you guys could really like get your feet grounded in this new travel lifestyle. I just, that's really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So when you guys were like making the initial preparations to sell the house, leave Des Moines, what were some of the things that you had to do to prepare for that big leap? Because I'm sure there's a lot of people listening who are like thinking about big changes of their own, you know, big is relative, but mentally and physically, what were some of those initial changes that you and your family had to make to prepare for this big change? Yeah, you know, I think
0: for us it's always been kind of re- staying grounded and remembering our why. You know, why are we wanting to make this change? Um, we're very we and I are both very type A calculated. Like, I mean, I you know, this isn't this is kind of abnormal for us to just kind of go on a whim. So the behind the scenes of this preparation was very, very calculated you know, calculated and making mm-hmm. sure, okay, we I mean, we took all of our expenses and said, how much does it cost for us to live per day? Um, You know, because when you're traveling and you're like making reservations at campgrounds and things like that, it's, it's how much is it per night to stay? So it's hard to say, oh, okay, this campground is $25 per day to stay. Like, you know, where does that compare to our current lifestyle? So we, by, we started by very, like I said, very calculated and saying, well, how much are we spending in our, our home per day? And One, that was very eye-opening to see just all of the things, you know, lawn care and insurance and mortgage and, you know, all the things that are involved. Um, And so we started there. Can we, can we make, you know, make it work? We were continuing to chase our dreams as far as our careers. Nothing was actually, you know, my husband was still working. I was still continuing to be happy. So it, it wasn't necessarily a huge life change it was more just what is our home going to look like Mm
1: -hmm. Um,
0: and so we started there and then in I brought up the idea kind of right after our son was hospitalized just you know everything like you said is is a different perspective and so during our kids Christmas break we took a like I think it was 26 day trip to Florida just kind of like we were weekend warriors Mm -hmm. had an RV and just did the weekend thing and I was like let's just test it out let's let's make sure that (laughs) this is, this is how, you know, what we want. Um, and so we took a trip to Florida and I'll never forget. And it's probably going make me like Terry. I'll never forget seeing our son when he saw the, like, welcome to Florida sign, like it, just the new experience and the joy that it brought him was I'll, I'll never, ever forget it. And that was what I wanted our kids to experience in this lifestyle. I wanted them to know that their dreams, you know, don't have to look like others, that they can think outside the box that, you know, there's a path for everyone and everyone's path is different. And so between the sunshine in Florida um, and seeing our kids' expressions to just experiencing new things, before the end of the trip, we already knew that, you know, we were going to make that change. So any doubts that happened, you know, we just always went back to our why what is What is our goal for this season of life? And it was to simplify life. It was to spend more time together um, because based off the hospitalization, you know, we life you just never know what life is going to present mm-hmm. to ourselves. And so any days that that maybe don't go our way, we always just kind of go back to the why
1: That's so awesome. I loved seeing your response to that memory, and it like, was so visceral. And I think we, as parents, there's probably everybody has a memory of their child doing something for the first time. And like the joy, you see it in their eyes and mm-hmm. their expression. It's just like, oh, so much wonder and innocence that came through in the way you told that. And I, I wonder like when you guys came back from Florida and you were like, okay, here we are, this is like, this is actually happening. How did it go when you had to start? Like for me as a people pleaser. I think I would have a hard time like me and Ryan would be able to make a decision, but then telling family or like friends about this, that would be a hard one for me. So how did that go for you guys?
0: Yeah, when we initially the first thing that I did when we got back was like, we're, we're getting we're going to simplify right now. So basically, from when we decided in 2018, like, so that was winter of 2018, we sold everything in July of 2019. So we had like, eight, nine months. I immediately started simplifying life and I, you know, would take like toys and and duplicates of anything, multiples, the one stress level completely went down because it was just less things and the kids' behavior and the way that they interacted was, even though nothing had really changed as far as our house was still the house that we lived in, but. Everything was more intentional. Um, So I saw immediate changes there, you know, as far as like the kids' behavior and things like that. Um, We didn't bring up the idea or tell our family um, really up until like a couple months before for multiple reasons, like, you know, school, like, you know, Mm -hmm. homeschool one before the pandemic wasn't as popular, you know, and then like pulling our kids out of a, a private school to homeschool and travel and not have like, stability, you know, we got a lot of, of grief for that. But with the family and friends, um, we see them more now, it's more quality time. You know, when we were living in Iowa, and my, my parents were four hours away, and siblings kind of within three to four hours, it was always a quick weekend. Um, you know, we have 48 hours, it's after school, we leave on Friday, we have to be back or we want to be back on Sunday enough time to prepare for, you know, the stuff for the next week. And so it was always rushed. I always felt like we never got really quality time. And now the summer we spent a month back in our, where my husband and I grew up. Um, We just spent a month back in Des Moines where we got to see friends and family and do all sorts of things. So it's given us more quality time and technically more time together versus it being rushed. So, they were surprised, definitely friends and family were baffled by what our what we were choosing to do, but it definitely um, has turned out to be just much better than what we ever assumed it would be.
1: I think that message, and I want to repeat it because it's so powerful, like in the act of simplifying, you guys were intentional with what you kept, and with that intention, it brought... And I'm putting these words in your mouth, but like it brought a sense of peace almost, it sounds like, where it kind of just like calmed things down. And I feel that in our modern lifestyle, we are all like looking at the clock, knowing where we need to go from here. I know looking around my house, we have so many toys still from the kids at various ages that they just don't play with anymore. And like we could definitely simplify around here too. And I think that that was such a good point that. Like simplification at any level can really bring a sense of peace. And then I also wanted to bring back your point about your intention with your time now and how you feel so much more when you're with family and friends, even though you're not like in proximity, like right now you're far away from them. But like you said, when you go back and you can stay longer, it just really makes the time more meaningful. And I think that is such a good message about this like simplification and it's possible for anybody who's listening no matter where they're at in their own lives. Yes, yes, definitely. So, let's go back. So you're you've made the decision to go. You guys have simplified, you told school, you told family and friends. How did it go with that first time when you like set out on the road? What was your destination? And were there any like challenges or successes or adjustments that you had to make along the way?
0: Yeah. So we, um, we went to Arkansas. It was, we had like still commitments back in Iowa for like, for be happy. So I was still, I was doing a couple shows back in Des Moines. Um, so we had kind of like, I think it was like three or four weeks that in between commitments so we set we went down to Arkansas, and you know, one of the reservations I think i I had, and then also people were like, "Well, what are your kids going to do for socialization? You know, they're not going to school and things like that. And I had done my research. I had talked to other families, and you know, and they said their opportunities are definitely available. So I was just kind of like waning to see how is this going to look. You know we were we we camped on the weekend, so the grand scheme of things as far as like how RVs work, we, you know, we kind of knew that, but we had no idea what our lifestyle day to day was going to mm-hmm. look like. And I'll never forget on Monday morning, we got there, like on a Sunday, Monday morning, I had like a knock at the door and I opened the door and there were like three kids who were like, we saw that you're, you have kids, can they come play? And I was like, it it was kind of like, just like this sign of there is going to be this option for our kids. And They were very, very um, reserved, very shy, introverted like me. Um, And so they were nervous. But now, like, they've just stepped out of their box. And they've kind of taken off any, maybe stereotype or anything. Like, it's like, you're a child. I'm a child. I see you're playing basketball. I like basketball. And it's just like this connection. And they have friends from across the country. They have, you know, it was I'll never forget that like it was just kind of this was this calm that I needed for that little bit of doubt so everything went well I mean we didn't have any like huge hiccups um it was just a matter of of figuring out what's homeschool going to look like it was new to me it was new to my children so yeah I would say that overall it it went we continued to
1: travel (laughs) 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 <laughs> it, it, <laughs> something like went right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so what does your schedule look like? Let's say it's a standard week. Like I know that you said earlier, you like to have things pretty orderly. So do you have a daily schedule that your family commits to Um, a weekly schedule? How does that look?
0: Yeah. You know, I mean, I think something with regards to this lifestyle is that, one of the pros is the flexibility, you know, right? I'm, I'm able to kind of pick and choose what brings us joy, what I want to, you know, bring into our lives that, um, that we enjoy. Um, you know, not commitments from societal expectations or what people feel like we, you know, we're supposed to be doing. And so we try to maintain a decent amount of flexibility, but we're not on vacation every day. Um, we have commitments. I run a business. My children have to go to school. My husband Mm -hmm. has a job. So typically my husband's gone during the week. And so what I have found is theming our days and also like kind of doing a time block of our days has really, really helped us. It allows us flexibility, but it also for my children and I who are type A to still have a bit of a schedule. So when we started out, I wrote down everything that I did for about 10 to 14 days each day. And so I saw that there were like reoccurring themes. I always went grocery shopping on, you know, towards the weekend. So I started scheduling kind of, okay, Thursday is our day that we get groceries. You know, and and so I knew that that was going to happen on that day. Tuesdays, I always, you know, have this call. Mondays, I make. And so I scheduled out my days with regards to the business. And so I know what to expect. I'm not worried about, Doing the website today because I did it on Wednesday. And so, business wise, and some of those tasks that always come up, I kind of themed throughout our days. And then, time blocking wise, we do, you know, school in the mornings, our afternoons are for whatever, (laughs) you know, presents itself. Um, Sometimes we go exploring, sometimes it's, it's just things that need to get done around the RV. So, we do have a pretty good schedule. And honestly, just time or theming my day has opened up so much more time. I felt like I always had this to-do list and I was like, Oh, I need to make this hat, but the website, I didn't update that on the website. So they'd stop and go jump around. And so now I know, okay, the website will get done on Wednesday. If it's something urgent, sure. I'll do it. But mm-hmm. um, I, yeah, the theming of the day it has been so, so good.
1: Oh, I think that's super helpful. Because for people who are like, okay, how does that, how does that work? How does that look? And I know you have a great blog on your website too. So if listeners want to find out more about your family, your travels and tips like these, they can always go to the blog on your website, um, which we'll plug at the end in a little bit. But I just found that your approach to it kept the flexibility, kept the adventure open. But it also, like you said, allowed room for your family to do the things that you had to do. Like mm-hmm. do the tidying up, do the schoolwork and give you the space for your business to grow. Because since 2018, Be Happy has continued to gain momentum in a lot of different areas. So how does it work to have this product-based business from the road? Can you share some of the tactical sides of that?
0: Yes. A lot of like logistical spreadsheets, um, <laughs> you know, they're... Simplifying and having less space for Be Happy, I still fulfill everything. I still ship everything. And so it has really helped me to focus on what's working. Um, You know, before I used to do like headbands and scarves and hats and like crocheted purses. And so when we started traveling, I was like, well, where am I going to put this stuff? You know, all the supplies were a little bit different for each item. And so I just sat down and was like, well, what's like one, what do I enjoy still making? and what is working and so I narrowed down our products and only offer hats now there's no scarves or anything like that Um, and so that has helped be happy just because I know what I can talk about Um, it's only hats and I have less like raw materials I have grown to a team Um, I have 15 people now that are helping create and and make Um, and so basically, they help me create these hats, and then I get them, and then i I ship them out. So I know how much i can can fit in underneath <laughs> our bed, which lifts up and and that's where like the raw uh, materials are. And then I just know, you know, kind of based off the schedule, what I'm gonna sell certain periods of time. and then, you know, then kind of another batch of hats comes, and then we push those. So, yeah, I mean, A lot of people talk about, you know, a lot of people who do this lifestyle have digital businesses, you know, or service-based business. You don't run into a lot of product-based businesses, but it's definitely Mm -hmm. possible. It takes some logistics, but it's it. You know, if you have a passion for something, there's no reason that you can't pursue both of the dreams. You know, we dreamt of traveling and simplifying life, but still continuing the business, and um, you can definitely make it work.
1: And some of my favorite pieces of social media content that you create are when you're crocheting and then the background changes. It's like you're, you're there crocheting like you do. And then like, it might be palm trees that you see, or it might be like a beautiful, like water scene. And I'm like, I just think this is so cool because like you said, I mean, with someone who's a, like more of a service provider or has an online business, yes, you can definitely be a digital nomad and do that, With a product based business, you need to have those raw materials. You need to have access to UPS or a post office and like the bagging and tagging and shipping. Like there's just all of these additional layers when you have a product base. And so I think your point about being very intentional, again, bringing the intention back into it and having a plan and like knowing what's going to sell when, knowing what has been popular in years past and where you're going to bring in some new products. And just being really intentional helps so much with knowing what you need to have space for. So space in life and in the RV. I think that's a great tip for all the listeners out there. So as the business has grown, not only have the hats gained traction, but also you've gained a community. I shouldn't say gained, but built a real community of people. Along the way, that have been following along with your travels, reading the blog. And as a result of like keeping these relationships at the forefront of what you're doing in the marketing, you've also had some other business opportunities come to fruition as well. So, can you tell us a little bit about how the community grew and then maybe talk about some of those partnerships that have resulted over time too?
0: Yes. The lifestyle aspect of you know be happy it it started as just hats and now it's kind of evolved a little bit with something that i never really expected but like i said when we're always kind of focusing on on our why you know you kind of are open to new opportunities it has presented us with the ability to work with certain brands who who are you know basically we we love what they're about and creating content for you know boards of tourism and things like that so it's it's a whole different aspect of things kind of like talked about being a product-based business that's like all I knew and now I'm kind of creating like this service of of content and working with brands so it's it's been great it's been a total change like I said from the product-based aspect but you know I think that if if things align with what you believe and um, you just have to kind of stick true to that and and see what opportunities present itself. We are starting a partnership with a brand coming up here where we will be, um, we will be doing our our social good and we'll be volunteering and trying to get people from across the country as we travel, both RVers and, you know, just everybody uh, to volunteer. And so this brand has created a um, website that will be basically you'll be able to look for your area um, and look at volunteer opportunities they've kind of vetted them and you'll be able to see oh okay um, I have children you know this one this one accepts children to volunteer they I don't need a background check and so we're we're excited to kind of be an ambassador for this brand who just wants to help people and make an impact and so it's it's one of those things like I said that Change can be hard. Change is really, really good, but just kind of sit back and think: Does this align with, with you know, what I want and what my brand or my family um, is going to kind of be put in front of?
1: I think that's so cool, and I know that when you're choosing these brands that you guys are partnering with, I know that again, coming back to that intention and that alignment is so important for you guys. So you wouldn't take a brand deal that isn't something that you would use in the RV or be an ambassador for a brand that isn't something you guys would do anyway. And so I know that like in modern times, a lot of people see affiliate marketing or influencer lifestyle and see it as like, oh yeah, I can get these big brand deals and they'll pay me. But I think that coming from a place of authenticity and alignment the way that you do it brings these opportunities to the forefront. Like you said, when you're like living out your life and you're really just sharing what's important and you're living out your why alongside of building the business and all that, then these opportunities start to present themselves because you've just been so true to who you are. And I love this idea of the partnership with that volunteer organization. This is going to be really, really cool. Is that something like and we can totally skip this if you can't like speak to it too much. But is that like 2023? Is that coming?
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah, so it will. Um. So it's with I. I mean, I can say the brand. If... Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't
1: know if you could um, yet or not.
0: No. Yeah, I can. It's, so basically our initiative will start in 2023 to commit to um, 11 volunteer events like in that time frame. So yeah, I mean, I can expand it so. <laughs>
1: Yeah, if you want to talk about it, go ahead. Okay. Yeah.
0: So the Lippert is holding a getaway uh, where basically all these these RVers come together in October and they will be sending out this initiative. And so there will be families, seven families who are committing to doing volunteer events um, for 2023 to get people involved and just you know make and make an impact um, when they can and with the time you know that they have we had the opportunity to volunteer in january last year and we went to a food pantry and it was eye opening for me for our children um we packed all of these different you know canned goods and dry goods together and it fed in one week it fed over 500 families and so for my kids to see what a grocery bag was physically feeding a fam you know a family for a week was it's eye opening right you can only i think actions you know like they say actions speak louder than words you can tell your kids you can talk to people about you know this is how much food someone is getting in a week or or you know the the hunger is real but when you see you know three cans and two bags of of rice and think this is feeding, you know, four to five people for one week, it it hits home. Um, and so, yeah, you know, I think educating ourselves, educating our children are important, but getting out and making a difference and making an impact in any little way is very important.
1: This is going to be huge. This is going to be a huge, huge initiative. How, what a blessing that you guys can be doing this as a family and also that you can share it with your platform so that it inspires other people who are following along to do the same thing. This is what a gift.
0: Yes, it's very, very exciting. Um, You know, and I think, too, part of it with why Lippert is doing this is a lot of people want to volunteer, right? A lot of people say, I want to do that, but I don't know how. And so they have they have, you know, like I said, vetted these volunteer opportunities and said, you know, no, you don't need a background check. Yes, you do. Um, you could show up no I need a week's time frame you know let me know a week ahead of time yes kids are allowed and so all of the kind of the work that maybe an individual would need to do who wanted to volunteer will be done for them and it will be in this database so yeah lots of exciting things and like like you said you know it's it's hard to really get behind something that you don't believe in you know deep down and what doesn't align with you and I think you have to choose. There's lots of opportunities that can come about, but you really just need to kind of hone in on your why and be intentional with um, with what presents itself.
1: I'm going to title this episode Intentional Living because that's the message that I think is coming through with every different facet of your story. It's about being intentional and making choices from a place of intention and alignment. And I think this partnership that you guys are embarking on is just The next iteration of that. So, thank you for sharing that with us today. That's really, really cool. So, this is again part of the community that you've been able to like connect with in the time that you guys have been on the road. Are there any like friendships or like personal connections that like really stand out in this time period that you're like, if we hadn't made this decision, then I wouldn't have known this person or that person, and this wouldn't have become part of who we are now?
0: Absolutely. You know, when we embarked on this journey, we kind of focused on this is a season of life, we know that it probably won't, it, it won't be forever, right. Um, so we really just want to focus on on the why and for this season. And we have made lifelong friends. Um, we met a family that we basically went through the pandemic um, with, we were at a campground in Arizona, spring training. And, you know, obviously, like just people who are wintering there. We're down there. And when the pandemic hit, spring training was canceled. So like 25% of the campground left. And then they closed the border. So like 50% of the campground was Canadian. So they had to get back. So we're talking like a huge campground in Arizona with 200 spots. It went down to like 12. I mean, it was like a ghost town. And we were like, we we didn't know what was going to happen. And there was a, a family there who kind of always were walking around and they had the same brand of, of rig. They had a grand design. I thought that maybe I had come across, like we had crossed paths on social media. So she was walking one day and I'm like, are you, you know, Presley? And she's like, yeah. And so we connected and we spent Thanksgiving with them this past holiday. We're going to meet them here in a couple weeks. And so it's their lifelong friends. Um And this, This season of life and this travel lifestyle, we've just met so many amazing people that will be in our life, you know, forever, no matter what the next season of life is. And so it can be hard as an introvert. (laughs) I'm usually the one that like the person has to pass probably 10 times before I actually say something. So you do have to step out of your comfort zone a little bit. But when people in general, no matter what their reason is for this travel lifestyle, they are intentional and they have a why for why they're doing it. It may have been forced, you know, maybe there was, they had to simplify life. Maybe, you know, they want to spend more time with their family because their husband travels. Um, There's a lot of of people who maybe their husband's alignment and he is always gone. And they just said, let's travel with him. You could be working, everyone's working, just want to simplify life. So there's so many different aspects, but the whole goal, everyone's the same. They want to be intentional. They want to follow, what their heart was calling them to do. And so that's just kind of the main connection. And then you build the relationships from there.
1: That's so cool. And so it's like, yeah, these like kindred spirits almost that you're lining up with as you visit places across the country. But because of that, like that impetus behind why you did it, you've already got that like natural connection made. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I could talk to you like, we could talk so much longer. We're already getting close on time though. I don't know where the time went, but I've got a couple more questions and then we'll start to wrap. Okay. So what are some of the favorite places? If you look back over where you've been, what are some of the like best moments, best spots that you've gone to in the past three years of travel?
0: There's so many and it's so hard to compare. Like it's so hard to compare Florida to Montana, but the one moment that really, Stands out to me is we were in Montana. We were at Glacier National Park, and one of the downfalls of of having a, a big rig is you need a big truck, and so we are very limited, We can be limited in where we can go, and so we couldn't fit down this road, so we just went off a little bit um, and came to this little lodge, and you could see like McDonald's. Um, and like I just sat down on a log, and then my kids went and were trying to. Camped rocks in the lake and then my husband was down there and I it's just one of those moments that I will never forget because we were doing nothing like they were just tossing rocks and it was it was like one of those moments that this is what I I had dreamt of with this travel lifestyle being together simple moments there were no toys there were no you know fancy attractions or we in this huge city but it was just like we were there we were together and we we're just living life so that's one moment that like I will it'll always be kind of in my mind. um, And it was no matter how hard the days can be when maybe something goes wrong with the rig or, or, you know, that's just kind of those moments that we all will always remember.
1: Oh, that's a beautiful memory. Those are my favorite too. When it's like, you're not really doing anything of significance, it feels like, but also in that moment, everything is significant because that's Mm -hmm. all you needed. Absolutely. I love that, Brooke. Where do you see the future taking you guys? Are you? I know you said this is like, you know, you guys are open and there's like seasons and you're open with that flow. Like, do you guys have a plan of what's to come in 2023 or beyond?
0: We do not. We're usually planned ahead. We usually plan ahead. Um, we usually plan about nine months in advance uh, just because my, my husband, you know, like I said, kind of requires to be by an airport. But we will have a change in seasons of life. He is currently working a position that um, will change. And we knew that going into it, that it was a finite period. He's building a business and then the goal is to sell it. So we will travel a lot more when there's more flexibility. And we just travel will always be one of the priorities of our life because it brings us together. We would love to own land someday, just a, you know, just to be able to be out in nature. But yeah, we honestly, we don't know. We do have a spot in Georgia um, that we purchased because of business in Atlanta. So we will always have like a place to come back to. We can put a cabin here and, you know, have a little bit of roots, but still want the flexibility to just live life. So who
1: knows what, <laughs> what 2023 will bring. I love that. I love it. It's beautiful. Okay. So Brooke, why don't you share with the listeners, where can they find you online? So Like, tell us about the Lippert. How do they find that, Um, your website, and then any socials that you want to drive people to?
0: Yes. Our website is www.behappy.com. So it's H-A-P-P-E, designs.com. And so you can shop our hats. We also have the blog there where I kind of document a lot of the specifics of our travel or what works out for our lifestyle. Social media is at behappy, H-A-P-P-E um, on Instagram and social media, but we will, um, kind of officially kick off our volunteer events in 2023. Um, and yeah, follow along on social or on the website to kind of get involved if, if you want. And if you can, um, as we kind of plan for the different events that we'll participate
1: in. Ah, that'll be so fun to follow. All right, Brooke, we always wrap up with what's called the small talk round. These are just a few questions that like, They just come to my head. And so they're not written down. I didn't send them to you for prep or anything. Um, Are you okay with playing the small talk around here? Awesome. Okay. Question number one. How do you start your day? Um, I lay in bed until my dogs get me up. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Oh, that's great. All right. Question number two. If you could go anywhere in 2023, with the RV or, you know, anywhere, where would it be? I
0: think Hawaii, our goal is to hit 50 states. Um, and so I just, I feel like our kids are old enough to kind of, you know, experience it and kind of remember it. So I would say Hawaii.
1: How close are you guys to hitting the 50 states?
0: Uh, we are at 27. So it's, it's slowed down. Our first, our first couple of years were quite busy, but, um, Yeah. I think we only added one this year, just that season of life.
1: Oh, that's so exciting. All right. Question number three, is there a book or a podcast that you always listen to and it's like something you recommend to everybody? No.
0: (laughs) Variety. That's okay.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: I just, I am a lifelong learner and I think it just kind of comes with like my medical profession and everything. So there are times where I go like totally on um, business mindset. Um, I like a variety. I I just think that everyone's path is different. And so I I, I will consume information in any form and any, I'm not a huge book reader. I did enough of that um, <laughs> to get my doctor. So it's, it was kind of a season of life that I just, I, I haven't quite got into it, maybe someday.
1: Oh, I think that's, I love seeing like what's on people's playlists and it tells you so much about a person. Like if you have my playlist on in the car, we will jump from like Disney songs to classic rock to some nineties hip hop. (laughs) I'm like, you just never really know. So I appreciate that answer because (laughs) variety is my thing too. Okay. Last question. We are close to the end of 2022 at the time of this airing. Is there something that's still on your bucket list that you want to accomplish before year end?
0: Not specifically, um, as far as bucket list, but my goal is to not work in December.
1: (laughs) That's a great goal.
0: I mean, once kind of December 1st hits, put really push the, um, you know, the shipping product, obviously, I have like a deadline. And so that was kind of the same thing last year, Um, we did the keys last year. So that was our that was our bucket list. And in 2022, we hit probably our number one bucket list by going to the dry Tortugas, took a seaplane in on New Year's Day. So we kind of really (laughs) started off the year amazing. So no, I would just say really um, hone in on the simple life and just really focusing on family.
1: I think that's awesome. Well, Brooke, thank you so much for sharing your story and your way of life with us. I think there are going to be so many people that have really amazing takeaways from this conversation. So I appreciate you being so open and for sharing everything with us today.
0: Yes, it was great chatting.
1: Hey friend, thank you so much for listening in to The Found Podcast. If you loved what you heard in today's episode, please head over to The Found Podcast on iTunes or Spotify and leave us a review. It means so much to know how you think about these episodes where I pour out my heart or to know what strategies you found most effective from our guest experts. While you're there, you can also check out that library of 100 plus episodes of stories of female founders and successful strategies for getting found in your business. Thank you again for being here this week and I'll be back with even more in next week's episode.